Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello and welcome to this episode of Seder Stories. I'm your host, Curtis Soichoff. Today, we're joined by newly appointed Holy Cross head men's ice hockey coach, Bill Riga. Bill, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks. Great to be here. My first one. <laughs> so, Bill, I know uh, you were named the head coach early in May, so it's been a little bit over a month since that announcement. But I think some people are still, you know, interested in getting to know you and your background a bit more. So why don't you start us off today with just a bit of your background info, starting with maybe your playing days, and then now how your journey as a coach has led you here to Holy Cross. Sure. Um, I grew up in, in Westboro nearby. Um, I was actually born down south, but my, my family moved up here when I was a child. The rest of my family was here and uh, grew up in Westboro and ended up going through, uh, actually played youth hockey in this rink for the Worcester Crusaders at the Heart Center. Uh, moved on to St. Mark's in Southboro for prep and then ended up at UMass Lowell for four years. Uh, played my played brief cup of coffee in the minor leagues for, for pro and decided that that wasn't going to go anywhere. So ended up uh, coaching with the Boston Junior Bruins um, junior team down the road in Marlboro for seven years. From there, uh, Nate Lehman hired me uh, at Union College, where I spent five years uh, learning from him and, and building a program that eventually won a national championship. And, and from there, was able to get the position at Quinnipiac, where I spent 13 years uh, with Rand Pecknold and, and was able to, to have a you know, build a program into a national contender. Certainly being a part of that was something that, you know, really helped get me here. Uh, all, the learning, but the achievement and, and just, um, you know, the, growing my, my coaching acumen uh, was certainly, uh, you know, kind of <clears throat> done, done in a deeper way there with, with the experiences in the Frozen Fours and the league championships and things like that, which, which brings me here uh, to Holy Cross to try and build, uh, you know, upon what works here and, and build us into a championship program as well. Great. So, you know, now during or when you saw the job open up at Holy Cross and during the interview process and maybe now once you've met some of the guys, what is it that tells you that Holy Cross is the right place for you? Yeah, like I said, in some of the other press uh, conferences that there was, you know, three jobs open this year uh, in in Division One coaching, and and this was the only one I applied to. Uh, Part of it is, is location, you know, coming home to Massachusetts. Uh, with my family and and getting my mother be with her grandchildren. Um, but part of it is also, you know, what this place meant to me growing up and the time I spent here uh, and, and being around these people in the interview process. Uh, it's a special place and, and it's it's like a family here. And and uh, I knew when I came here to visit and, and got on campus and spoke to the to the committee and Marcus and Nick Smith and everyone here that, that it was the right fit for me. Uh, and it's in a position, it's a program in a position to do the things that I've been successful in doing in terms of, you know, instilling recruiting philosophy and helping to instill playing style and build programs up um, from, from not necessarily the bottom, but, but a lower level uh, than where they want to be into contenders and championship programs every year. So it was the right fit for, for kind of what I want to do and what I like to do and also the type of place that it is. Right. And now the last few years at Quinnipiac, you guys played Holy Cross, uh, each of the last few years. How do you think that experience coaching against this team will now that you'll be coaching from our bench help you? Yeah, a lot of that comes from, you know, dissecting the video leading up to games uh, and seeing what teams are trying to do and what their strengths and weaknesses are. So I think I have a pretty good feel for 
you know, what Holy Cross was trying to get done in, the, in their systems and the style they were trying to play and, and some of the players and their skill sets and what they need to improve on and, and uh, what, they, what they're really good at. Um, you know, the, the second thing would be long-term, you know, seeing where we are now in terms of where the vision is and where we want to be in, in years to come. Um, so playing, you know, it wasn't just last year. You're, like you said, it was it was several years that we had played Holy Cross. And um, I got a pretty good sense from from those games and that preparation where things are now with the roster and the style and where I want it to go uh, in the future with recruiting. So part of that's going to help short term and part of that's going to help long term as well. Now, obviously, Quinnipiac is part of ECAC plays a vastly different schedule than Holy Cross in terms of opponents um, and who you play. So how familiar are you with the competition in Atlantic hockey? And what do you think it'll take to be competitive in the conference? Pretty much through the last, my, my time at Quinnipiac, we played most every team in Atlantic hockey. Uh, the teams we played the most heavily were Holy Cross, AIC, uh, Bentley. Um, so I got a pretty, plus we, we see teams that we play, play against everybody on video in preparation. Um, so I think we saw Canisius play like seven times last year on video. Um, but certainly, you know, seeing, for example, AIC is kind of the cream of the crop right now in terms of the last couple of years uh, with the talent level and their system and the way that they play and kind of got a really good feel. Uh, we were able to beat them every time we played them, but it wasn't easy and it was tough. And, and they, they beat St. Cloud in the NCAA tournament and they've sort of set the standard for Atlantic hockey right now. And having a good feel for where at where they're at gives me an idea of where we need to go in, in the short term and long term to be at the top of this league. Um, I, I think the same can be said for all the teams. The more familiarity you have with their systems and how they play. And really, it's about the coach and their personality and, and what you know about them. Uh, I'm not saying I, I'm an expert on every team because we haven't played and seen all of them. Uh, certainly, um, I, I know that uh, the standings go up and down, you know, in terms of who's up the top and who's at the bottom in a very competitive league and, and the teams that are most consistent give us an idea where we need to go. Okay, so I mean, shifting gears a little bit, obviously with everything going on over the last almost year and a half at this point, the last time we had fans in the Heart Center was 465 days ago uh, for a hockey game. It was February 29th against Bentley. So fingers crossed, you know, with everything this fall back to relatively normal or at least as normal as we can get right now, um, how great will it be to be able to welcome fans back into the Heart Center to see you guys play? I mean, it's I remember coming here with Quinnipiac a couple of times and just how how loud it can get in this this arena. And it makes it very difficult. I mean, you come in sometimes we'd come in as a favorite. And all of a sudden they'd score a goal. Holy Cross would score and the place would go crazy. And then, you know, you're in for it. Like sometimes you're able to pull it out and sometimes you end up getting a tie. Like it makes it much more difficult. Technically it shouldn't, we should be able to handle that. And any team should be able to handle a, a raucous crowd, but we're humans and, and it's human nature. And that kind of thing gets to you. Like when they, when you, when your blood pressure rises and, and the heat gets turned up, not everyone responds the same way. So it's the same when we go somewhere else and we would experience it a lot when, when teams would come to our rink at Quinnipiac or we would go to Cornell and it was very raucous. And uh, I really want to build for one, the players will really appreciate it and really love get fired up to play in front of their fans again. But I think we can use it as a competitive advantage at home. If we can really get, get this place rocking. And, and I think that relationship between the fans, students, alumni, whoever it is, um, we're asking them, we can only ask them to come once. We ask them to come once and then we need to give them a reason to come back. 
Uh, whether it's if we're going to if they're going to come out and spend their money and, and be fans in our arena, and we're going to give them a half effort and we're not going to show them the product that they invested in. Uh, how can we expect them to come back? So we're asking all of our fans to come back. It's going to be safe. Uh, from all I understand, I feel like we're on we're on pace to to with, with the vaccines and everything to get there where we can welcome our fans back in. Uh, we're going to be uh, the pilot program to sell alcoholic games certainly is something that, um, you know, is going to be a step forward for us. And hopefully it works out and uh, we can make it a full experience for parents. And obviously, you know, the kids we want to come to the youth hockey kids and and get our students here as many as we can. Uh, but we ask you to come once and check us out and, and see if we're a product that worthy of your attention and worthy of being your, your team and, and your school. Uh, and we promise you that we're going to give it our 100, 100% effort and, and bring you back uh, with, with a product you can be proud of. So now this October uh, 8th and 9th, Holy Cross is scheduled to host the Icebreaker Tournament uh, to kick off the hockey season. Can you talk a bit about just how exciting of an event the Icebreaker is, as well as how taking on such tough competition like BC, Northeastern, Quinnipiac will help this team grow in the long run? Yeah, I mean, to have this on campus and come to our rink is going to be interesting. I mean, there's going to be a ton of people from, from Massachusetts, from BC, from Northeastern and, and Quinnipiac. And all, I'm hoping that we drown out all those people and we, we fill it with Holy Cross fans. Uh, we got to be strategic with our ticket sales, I guess. But, uh, um, you know, to, to have that showcase to start the build of a new era and a new program, uh, certainly not going to be easy. Three of the best teams in college hockey over the last 10 years and um, it's certainly going to be a challenge for, for us to play Northeastern and BC, um, but it's going to be exciting and it's going to give us a chance, you know, to, to gauge where we're at as a program right away. Like, you know, what, what do we, what, what, what we're going to instill in terms of our culture and our systems and how we want to play, where are we at right away? Weekend one, you know, what, what is it we need to improve on? What is it we need to that's good that's working really well and let us know where we're at immediately against the best teams and then we'll go from there uh, it's a great way to start it's exciting um you know i think we need to have an expectation that we're we're going to be on the attack and, and we're going to expect to compete and win those games and we'll see what happens but i want to i want to start it off with with, the, with with getting fans in the building and creating a tough atmosphere and let that run through the season uh, nationally, it's great. It, it, you know, these are exempt games. It's the first, the first games of the year, and for everyone to have their eyes on this tournament is going to be big for our campus and, and our program and our alumni. And, and I know our guys are excited to get going, and they expect to uh, to have an effective and, and, and exciting weekend. Great. You know, Bill, I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk with us today. I just have one more question before we go, just to wrap things up. It's going to be a little bit before the team is here back together and you guys get going for real. Um, but once we do get through the summer and the team is back together on campus this fall, what's the one thing you're most looking forward to? You know, it's, it's going to seem like a little thing, but I've just been thinking about that moment when everyone's vaccinated, we're all through COVID, hopefully at that point, and we're all cleared and we're all, everyone's got everything set up, equipment and everything, everyone settled in and that day where we can all get out there together and feel free and have a hockey practice as a team. Like, like to me, like that's been missing. Um, you know, we were last year, I know I've talked to people here and certainly where I was at, where we'd have people, you know, in pods and different locker rooms and masks. And uh, it was just uncomfortable. It was disjointed. It didn't feel like 
the hockey that we love and, and, and the season that we want. And certainly there was no excuse for winning or losing wherever you're at. But that moment when we're all out there and it's just hockey again, and, and it's just, we get to go out there together and, and compete and, and practice and build a program. And we all take a deep breath and say, okay, let's, let's get after this. I've been thinking about that a lot and just kind of the message to send that day and just everyone take a deep breath and let's, let's get after it. You know, that to me, that's at least for me, that's going to be a special moment. And certainly, you know, being the head coach for the first time with the program at that moment is the first moment where you're, you actually, you're getting into the coaching of the team as a group on the ice. That's going to be special for me, but I think for them and for everyone else with the staff, uh, that's going to be a fun time um, to get out there and just, just have hockey on our mind and nothing else. Okay, well, that was head men's ice hockey coach Bill Riga. My name is Curtis Stoichoff, and this has been Seder Stories. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Curtis. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go! Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again. And UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seder Stories. If you did, please subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you do like the show, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. We'd love to know your thoughts and reviews are one of the best ways for others to find the show. Thank you for listening to Seder Stories.